Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, what's up? It's the Man Fuse Podcast. I am Kay Lee, audio producer, voice artist, sitting here with my real estate broker co-host, Ben H. What's up? Today on the Man Fuse Podcast, we're going to talk about work-life balance, why it's so hard to maintain, and what we think our spouses could and should do to help support us. And we're also going to get real with a listener who's experiencing some heartbreak and he wants our advice on how we think he should move on. Join the show. You can text or leave us a message at 770-744-5227. If you have any drama going on in your life, you can also hit us up at manfuse.com. Let's get into work-life-home-life balance, Yes, Ben. My wife, as lovely as she is, God rest her soul. <laughs> She's still alive. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But God rest her soul. You know? Bless her soul. Oh, yeah. God bless her soul. Do you say bless. God rest? After words? they've passed. Oh, yes. Not God bless rest. is God when you're still alive. Her. Yes. God blessed her soul because God she's still here her. with us today. That's right. She does have a mouthful of gauze. I did take her to get her wisdom teeth out just the other day. But here's the thing. My wife, and I don't think she realizes it, I try to enlighten her on a daily mm-hmm. basis Because she's constantly like, you're doing too much. Mm. You're doing too much. Don't add another thing onto your plate. Babe, you married a hustler. A grinder. A grinder. Right. I'm into front grinding. That's right. Right? Yes. I don't know one speed. I don't know one thing. I'm constantly wheeling. I'm constantly dealing. I'm no different today than the person that you met that's right at an mma fight night right and you ended up marrying and having kids with and by the way you were at mma fight night too that's how we met it takes two to tango it takes two to tango that's you right. showed up and so did i right and i approached you yes now my approach what was your approach oh dude it was epic yeah this goes down in the history books mm. as first impressions nice okay She came up from out of state to meet a longtime family friend who had come um, down from New York, who was the main fight in this MMA fight night taking place at a place called Wild Bills in Gwinnett, which was a country bar. I used to assist Southside Steve. I was just into radio at the time. So Southside was the ring announcer. Mm. So he would go in and introduce the fighters. He was a very in-demand talent and yeah. still is. Um, I would assist him in Hooters swimsuit competitions. Yes, you did. Exotic dancer awards. I, yes. would, I was his driver. I wasn't getting paid from the radio station. Right. 
Um, I was kind of working under his wing. Yeah. So when I drove him to these fight nights, I would always, while he was announcing, I would basically hang out and drink, mingle. Right. I was in the VIP section. Yeah. My wife meets up with the fighter oh. at the at the venue. Yes. And the fighter brings over my now wife, Aaron, yeah. and asks the yeah. bouncer that's standing in the VIP area. Right. If she could sit in VIP. Nice. So she walks up and she's standing there watching the fights and he is not even on yet. Right. So was she dating the fighter? No. Oh. No, they were just, they knew each other from like California. Gotcha. Was good friends with her brother. And so that's why she drove from Alabama. Yeah. He came down from New York. Yeah. So she could watch him fight. Yeah. I see her. She sees me. Ooh. I see her. Yeah. It was one of those things where I looked at her. Yeah. And I looked away because I saw her see me, see right. her. And then I look back, and she was still staring, mm. like Michael Myers yeah. or Jason Voorhees. Yes, on Friday the Thirteenth. So, so she was, she had locked on to you, and I had locked on to her. And how long was that? Did that last? I don't know. What was unique about this evening mm. is when I showed up to the venue. One of the uh, employees there, right, had decided to bring his anaconda to work with him that night. Wow, that's kind of scary. The GM. Of the venue, yeah, got word of this and got pissed off. Right, dude handed off his snake to me. Right, so I was walking around the venue the entire night with a baby anaconda or right. boa constrictor. It was like a Burmese python. It was it was a fucking snake. Yes, wrapped around my arm. Yes. So as I'm like going through the crowd, I've got this snake just like That's wrapped sick. around my arm. I mean, what better way to garner attention? That's amazing. Talk about peacocking. Yeah, dude. I was the peacock of peacocks. What color was this snake? It's like brown and white. Brown and patterns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's I an anaconda. Or was a, I think it was a python. I don't oh, think it was okay. an anaconda. But it, nonetheless, it was a damn snake. It was a big ass and, snake. And dude, when you're going through a crowd and you've got a snake on your arm, people, they look down, they look up, they look down again, and they're like, people Whoa, are scattering. Bro. You ever see Jim Carrey in the movie Bruce Almighty? Uh, yes. Where he where he's God, he is turned yeah. into God for yeah. a, uh, once he's God, he basically is sitting in traffic and he takes his hands and he spreads them apart and all the cars just go, yeah. To make way for God. Yes. That was exactly how it was. I was parting the Red Sea. Yeah. I parted the ways. And so actually I walked up to her because she kind of resembled somebody I knew. See, my wife has this very little sexy gap in between her front teeth. Oh. It's like, it's just ever so slight. Huh? It's not the size of like she needs a chicklet. Right. To like fill the space. Right. But she could shoot water through it. Oh. <laughs> it probably has served a purpose at some point in time. <laughs> I walked up and I said, hey, is by chance your name so-and-so? Which I was dead wrong. And she said, no, my name's Aaron. Oh. And that's where it all began. That's where it started. That's where it started. That's amazing. Dude what was your snack. next question? I don't even remember. What would it be now? Yeah. Let me tie this all in. Do you want to hang out with a hustler? Yeah. Not a one You see this motherfucker man? walking around with a snake on his arm? Right. Do I look like a one business man? Right. Do I look like a guy that's going to come home, that's right. going to leave in the morning at 6 a.m. Yeah. to sit in traffic, to come back at 7 p.m. Get bossed around. Get bossed around. No, Keep I don't. Keep your head down. I've never been. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your head down. Oh, yeah. No. Are you talking about me? Yeah. No. I ain't that guy. Don't drive a Chevelle. Big block. Yeah. You can't turn a squirrel into a mouse. Think about the difference between a squirrel and a mouse. Squirrel's a bad motherfucker, bro. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you think about it. But physiologically, 
not that much different from the shape of a mouse or let's say a rat. It's just got a big ass fluffy tail. Big fluffy tail, a little bit bigger in stature, but the difference in ability is stunning. Can you break down more of this comparison, Ben? I see squirrels running up and down trees. I see squirrels jumping from tree to tree, 60 feet up in the air, from treetop to treetop, while running full speed, multiple trees, chasing each other. With agility. And With just... incredible agility and speed. And you know what? The little squirrel, you know what he's looking for? He wants the nuts. That's right. He wants, he wants nut. those nuts. That's right. The point I'm making is, in the land of squirrels and rats and mice, you're a squirrel. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I feel better about myself now, Ben. Thank yeah. you. Current day, I'm an audio producer for uh, a morning, a syndicated morning radio show. Right. We are the hosts yes. of this podcast, the Man Fuse podcast, which, right. so if anybody has never done a podcast, which I didn't really understand the depth of right. this beast this endeavor of this endeavor right but it's like another job yeah it has turned into another job it's right. one that i am passionate about it's one that i am excited about and it's one where one day it will produce fruit yes or nuts yes if we're going with the squirrel comparison but that's not the only thing that i deal with I'm constantly wheeling and dealing. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly getting equipment. I'm constantly pushing it. I'm selling yes. it. I'm constantly getting just flack and just, you're not doing, taking on another project. I'm like, this is who I am. What would you have me do otherwise? Because I think we all deal with this to an extent. I mean, I know I do. And maybe other people out there do as well. I have a business coach and he talks a lot about alignment. Is that like work-life, home-life balance? No, it's just alignment. It's alignment with whoever you see yourself as being. Okay. So in other words, if you see yourself as being this um, badass business person, let's say, right? Or you see yourself as being incredibly fit. That's a good one, right? Incredibly physically fit. That's how you envision yourself in your mind. But your actions, your behaviors, your habits um, are not in alignment with that vision. Because if they were in alignment, you would have a different diet. You would have a different physical fitness routine. You would be in alignment with how you see yourself in your head. And it would be reflected in the physical world. In other words, you can have or do anything you want. All you have to do is decide what it is and align with that. Makes sense. Right? Mm -hmm. Simple, not easy. Because in that process of alignment, so I have goals and I have things that I am going after in this life that I am seeking to align with. And I would think that that is a process that you're always trying to get into check. Absolutely. And, and you're doing it too. And that's what we're talking about is we're talking about alignment here. One of the big challenges for me is, hey, let's align together on this thing that I see. Let's align together on this thing that you see. Alignment with your spouse is all about having a shared vision and an individual vision. We have a shared vision for our life together, but we also have an individual vision of ourselves. Right. Because regardless of who you're married to, or I'm not you. I can't be you, you can't be me. You want to live a good life. I want to live a good life too. 
we kind of align on the shared things, but we also have to understand the other person's individual thing that they are seeking to align with and also get on board with that, even if it means sacrifice. Right. Compromise. You know, I'm in a position where I don't have hours. I don't have a boss. I don't have any limitations on how much money I can make or how little I can make. It's all you on me. And I set it up that way because ultimately I like it that way. I like betting on myself. I like the feeling of going out and earning something, of winning. You know, defeat is tough, but you learn in defeat and you keep going. Sometimes it feels like that's not that we're not in alignment on that. Right. And I get that. And, and that's why I'm like, listen, I'm there for my kids. Yeah. But guess what? I'm going to miss mm. some evening dinners. Yes. I'm not going to be home or I'm going to have to be down in the basement. Right. Working. Right. Right. Do I attend my son's baseball? Almost every single one. Yes. Do I attend my daughter's soccer? Almost every single one. Yes. Do I pick up the slack when you need to work? Absolutely. Yes. Because my wife makes up her own schedule. Right. Based on her clients' needs. Yes. And mixed with my main schedule because I am gone in the morning. That's right. I am part of a syndicated morning show. But you know what? I'm gone at 4 a.m. No one's waking up for school during the school year till 7. Yes. I've already been at work for three hours home by 11 sometimes i got to come home and sometimes i got to record and sometimes i got to do other things if you're not working or even if you are working i just have to squeeze it in how i squeeze it in that's right i do have to be at a certain place till roughly a certain time but dude it is not 7 a.m till 6 p.m i'm not gone if you think about the average the standard of like what most families have to put up with right dad or mom are gone kids are in daycare kids are in school sometimes the kids have to stay in after hours programs yeah because like six or seven at night because the parents can't even get them to pick them up until that time because that's what time they both get off work that's right just so they can pay the bills and then what you get your kids home you feed them dinner you give them a bath you hang out with them for 20 minutes and they're in bed that's right How much time are you really spending with your kids during the week? That's right. Not that much. I guarantee in one week I get to spend more time with my kids than most families do in a month. For sure. But because that has become the norm in my household. Yeah. Anything outside of the norm where I'm like, I got to do this or I've got to do that. It's looked as as you're not allocating enough time Mm. for the family. Now, one thing I do fail in, and one thing I suck in, Mm -hmm. and one thing I will openly admit, I have trouble allocating alone time with my wife, like as far as date nights. Yeah. We get going, and we have three kids, and it's exhausting, and by the end of the week sometimes where we should take a date night, and I should have scheduled a sitter so we can go out and, and enjoy our own company, we're just beat. We just want to chill. Well, I think that's that's part of a shared vision thing. You know what I mean? And and I think what you alluded to is probably the key to it with regard to date night. And, you know, we need to do this, too. But I think it'd be nice to have date night. Why not on a Wednesday? You know, right in the middle of the week before you're exhausted from the rest of the week, you know, break it up. It's hump day. Make it fun. Right. But it's a shared vision kind of thing where you guys can say, hey, look, we need to make sure that we're 
going on a date night once a week. My thing is this. I feel like the greatest advocate and cheerleader for anything that my wife wants to do. She is definitely my biggest advocate as well in life. Okay. Yeah, good. And yet, sometimes when it pertains to business, it's almost as if she thinks that I think that business is more important than family. But that's not actually true. It's just that it requires my time. It's just that I must succeed. I won't accept failure. I'll go from eight hours a day to 16 hours a day. If that's what's required to win, that's what I will do. But that doesn't mean that that's necessarily what I want to do. I'm not choosing that because it's more important than spending time with my son, spending time with my wife, spending time with my family, having dinner together, things of that nature. Right. I'm the outside looking into your life as you are to mine, even though we are close. We're close friends. Our our wives are close friends. And when I look from the outside perspective of your life and I don't know what time you get home every day, you don't know exactly what I've done at every level throughout my day. I don't communicate that to you. You're not my wife, Ben. Uh, Yes. So you don't know every coming and going. But I see the vacation. I know when you're going on vacation. And it seems to me. Do you spend a ton of time with your family? I certainly do. It's the most important thing to me. I love spending time with my family, and I would prefer a lifestyle which was supported by passive income. Which we will get there one day. And that is the direction in which I am going, but it is not there yet. And in order to achieve that... Nonetheless, I have to produce active income. As most people do. And there is no necessary time requirement on that, unfortunately. There becomes times when it takes less, and there becomes times when it takes more. And in either case, I have to adjust and still perform the same. Even if I have to do three times the amount of work to get the same result, I still have to get the result. Right. And let's take current day. Yes. Interest rates through the Through the fucking roof. Which makes it a much more trying market. It does. It does not make the market easier to sell high-end homes, median-sized homes, low-income homes. That's right. Because it costs more money to borrow. Yep. And I think we still are in a place where prices haven't really gone down. Not incredibly, no. From what everyone thought was an inflated housing market in terms of price, now it's just costs more to even borrow. It's a result of monetary policy. The monetary policy being inflicted upon the world right now, certainly inflation, the United States, right, is the rising of interest rates in order to remove liquidity from the market. Now, when we say remove liquidity from the market, well, if we take interest rates to 7%, less people will buy homes. Right. That's a fact. Year over year, we're down 30% from this week last year in mortgages. Okay. So mortgages are down 30%. In a year. Yeah, from this time last year. So that's a pretty big contrast. The point is that when you're removing liquidity from the market, you're removing sales. So now we're in an environment of what we call event-based. There's a divorce. There's a job change. There's a school change. There's a, an right. event that is occurring that is causing the sale. It's not as much, oh, well... I can sell this house, take 500K equity off the table, 
go buy another house at a 3% interest rate. And in a year from now, it'll be up 500K, which maybe that will occur. Who knows? But the point is that the monetary policy is such right now, which for someone in my field requires you to do one of a few things. Number one, work harder. Run. (laughs) Number two, work the same and make less money. That's what it comes down to. So in the process of accepting that as reality, because those of us who survive through these types of things know what has to occur, right? I've been around for a while. I know what to do. It's time to hustle. You got to grind. I need an aligned vision on that. I need an alignment of support in that area so that I don't feel like there's friction as a result of what I'm trying to do for us. That's a big one in my household, too. It's a team effort. Yeah, I mean, and there are times um, where I get this tone. I'm going to call it the tone. Not yelling at me. It's the way that it's worded and said that is, I don't know if it's intended to make me feel bad. But it lets me know that you're not happy right. about the fact that I'm having to put in this extra amount of work right. or that I still have stuff to do. Yes. Um, and I need that support also. My question is this. What do you want me to do? Do you want to just put it down and then do what? Go hang out? Have dinner? Hey, just hang? Watch TV. I can't. I mean, don't you know that if I do that, as I'm doing it, I'm getting more and more upset as the moments go by <laughs> because it is dragging on me. Right. Cause you know, you need to be doing because something I else. I know that there's something to be done and I am just absolutely ignoring it as if it doesn't exist. Maybe I'm present, but I'm not, I'm not even present and you shouldn't want that either. While I'm there with my family, yeah. you want me focused. You want me engaged, right? You want me there. And I think, I think it's a big challenge. Now, that being said, I'm sure my wife will listen to this podcast. And, Mine too. And she'll say, I'm Actually, ready to be on your team. Actually, my wife probably won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> my, my wife probably won't either. Yeah, so. <laughs> I wish she would, and I wish she would say, you know what? I get it, and you know what? I want to be your biggest advocate. Let's go get this. Let's do it together. Go get him, honey. Let's go get him. To your point, that's really all we need to hear, isn't it? Yeah. Good. Sorry, honey. I, 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 I'm not going to make it home until probably 7.30 tonight. Good. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for everything you do. Boom. Keep it going. You know what that would do Let, to us? Do you want me to do you want me to keep some dinner warm for you or are you going to go grab something out? God, wouldn't that be great? I tell you, why don't instead of instead of instead of coming home for dinner, why don't you hit the bar and have a drink before you get home so you're nice and relaxed when you get here? Yeah. Yeah. That would be like a virtual mouth hug. Wouldn't <laughs> that be incredible? Just, How simple is that? Very. But you know what? That might be a little too much to ask. That's what I'm saying. It, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And, and it's very frustrating because it's like deep down, I know that's what she really wants. I know she wants me to win. She's seen what it looks like when I win. And she's winning too. I mean, it's not all me. You know, that's our life. And lose. I, I lose a lot too. I probably lose more than I win. Right. You got to lose to win. And that's cool. 350 batting average, some shit like that. I'm in the pros. I might be going to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Last time I checked, I can do this for another 30, 40 years. Absolutely. You could fucking wheel me around. The point of what we're saying is 
you can't be all business, no family. So no. if there's an extreme that somebody's listening and they're not participating at home, there is an unbalance there. And I would seek to check out what you need to do to be present and balanced. But yes. we're only speaking from our personal situations. Yes. And I feel that in some areas I could be more balanced, like I said, with my wife. But this is who I am. Yeah. This is who she married. The life we chose. Right. I might be a one-woman man, but I'm not a one-business man. I'm not a one-car man. Right. Absolutely. I'm not a one-toy man. Ben, we have an email from a listener. Oh. Um, his name is Seth, coming to us from the great state of Arkansas. What's up, Seth in Arkansas? Seth has been better. Oh. Seth is sad. Oh. Seth has just broken up with his girlfriend three years. All right. They have been trying to work on it. They have broken up. Mm. Seth is feeling the feeling of heartbreak. Yes. His question to the Man Fuse podcast. He says, hey, guys, love the show. You make me laugh every time I listen. That's awesome. But how should he deal with getting over heartbreak? And I thought about this as I was reading the email, and I was like, man, we've Work all been himself. there. That's uh, it, dude. That's well, the main thing. I mean, you remember when you've had heartbreak, Ben? Yeah. I can yeah. put myself there, too. Fortunately for Seth, there are no kids. Yeah. Which makes getting over your heartbreak, yep. I would say, a hundred times easier. Absolutely. Number one, start working out. Yeah. Number two. Hit it. Hit the gym, bro. Hit some strange. Go out there and pound some strange. If that's what you need. You know, and I would say that too, but honestly, what I see with weak men is they go do that. And then they end up, boom, right in another relationship. You're right. You know what there, I'm saying? There are those people. Because yeah. they want to fill the void. Yeah. And like, I don't know Seth's situation. Did he say why they broke up? Just the clashing of two personalities yeah. just over and over and over. Just There's a lot of variables that can mess something up. But Here's what's going to happen, right? Here's how girls get back. They go bang a couple dudes in your face. You know what I'm saying? And that'll hurt, Seth. And that hurts. But you know how you get back, Seth? You don't worry about it. You realize you just be grateful for the time you have with that person and let her live her life and focus on becoming the highest version of yourself that you can be. And when she sees you a year from now and you're ripped up and you're making money and you're crushing your goals, you're doing whatever it is that you want to do. It might not be money, whatever it is. And she sees that you have actually become who you said you wanted to become. There's nothing sexier. There's nothing ever that is better than that, dude. And at the end of the day, you should thank her for releasing you back into the wild. Into your natural habitat. Because let me tell you something, bro. You don't need it. The only thing you need is what you see in the mirror. That's it. You don't need all that. And there is one thing, because whether you're married or not married, when you get into a relationship and you get past the honeymoon period, you love everything about this motherfucker. Yeah. Every, there, he can't, he's so funny, right. everything he says. Ah, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Right. And then after the honeymoon period passes, that's when the things that were appealing to you become the most annoying. Yeah. 
to you. Right. Do you see the way he eats? Yeah. The what? Why does he always have to say so loud? Why do you talk so loud? Yeah. Why do you always have to say stuff like that? And then all of a sudden you're getting nagged on. Yeah. And they're trying to just cram the, all the shit they thought was yeah. attractive yeah. right out of you. Yeah. Just mash your personality right. and conform you into a little neutered puppy dog. Right. That they can drag around. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that basically it? In a nutshell? I mean. That's what we do to people. And guys do it to girls. I was a dating man at one point in time. Coxman. And I wasn't necessarily happy with what I was doing. I mean, I, you know, I had been, I had dated a couple girls and I had a few long-term relationships that, you know, ended and it was very sad and all those kinds of things. But ultimately what I realized, I heard Andy Stanley say... Andy Stanley is one of the best communicators I've ever heard. He runs a church in um, Georgia, a few of them, North called Point. North Point, Buckhead Church, and Brownsbridge. He's revered. You Across know, the globe. He's the new Billy Graham. Dude, he is, but he's not like trying to solicit for all your money. No. I don't even go to church, yeah. but I watch his online sermons. Yeah, absolutely. It, it adds incredible value. Absolutely. So check out northpoint.org. Andy Stanley. So anyway, as a single man, I was going to the Buckhead Church when the Buckhead Church had first started. And Andy Stanley said, for all you single people out there that are looking for a mate, he said, ask yourself this question and think about it very deeply. Are you the person that the person you are looking for is looking for? And that struck me like a lightning bolt when he said that. It was the timing of it. It was just the place in my life where I was. Yeah, I love when that happens. And he said, are you the person that the person you're looking for is looking for? And the truth is, I knew the type of person that I was looking for, right? I wanted a beautiful woman with a nice booty and a great personality. Great intelligence. Very smart. You know, supportive, supportive, all those kinds of things. Like I had this picture and all these girls that I was, you know, dating or whatever, they just weren't it. Right. They might have had one aspect, but they were lacking in others. And another thing he said, he said, here's why I say that. He said, because you're better off becoming the person that the person you're looking for is looking for by yourself than you are spending time with people that you're not looking for. Because here's what happens. If you do that, you become like them. And if you become like them, that's not becoming the person who you're looking for is looking for. That's becoming who the people you're not looking for are looking for. Because they're looking for other people like them. Wow, that is a mental... Try to put that together. Your brother's uncle is your sister's friend. Dude. (laughs) So the point is, Seth, become the person who the person you're looking for is looking for. Whatever that means. It means something different for everyone. And regardless, I don't know if your goal is to make her, is to get her back. When you break up with someone and it's devastating. Right. Lay in bed, you wake up in the morning and there's nothing you want more than to have that person right right beside you. Now, maybe it's 80% codependence and now you are, you know, you've been used to having somebody. Right. And now you have no one except your own thoughts, your own feelings, and your own self-doubt. Why did she leave me? And you go through that, oh, I'm going to try to get her back. Don't. Regardless, even if you want her back, maybe you don't want her back. But either way, you want her to want you back. That's right. That doesn't mean you have to take her. But the best way, as Ben said, is to become the best version of Mm. yourself. Yes. Put your focus on getting your body right. Put your focus on getting your work right. Yep. Put your focus on 
helping other people. Yeah. Whatever it is. Get your mind right. Right. Get strong. Disconnect from her social media. Thank God I haven't had to go through a breakup during the height of social media. Where you're going to be staring at their profiles every five. Block. You don't even have to delete. Just mute. Yeah. You won't even see anything she posts. Right. Maybe you have mutual friends. Believe me, she'll hear how good you're doing from those friends. You don't even have to say anything. That's right. You just push forward. Doing you. Working on you. And I think self-reflection, too. If you can take an honest reflection of why this ended and you can take ownership of what part you played in it, you just learned what not to do in the future. You just learned next relationship I have, I am going to make a point to not do this again. If you know that some of your actions might have been the cause of this relationship downfall. In the end, it might just be that she wasn't the one. And take that as a sign. And you know what? I hate the old saying, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But you know what? It is. You might get connected back, but you'll be a better version of who you were. Yeah, man. Don't worry about it. Just just focus, grind, come up with an idea, come up with a vision, use your vision and write it out how you see yourself. And then there's a level of action that's going to be required between where you are now and reaching that point. Break it down into a daily schedule. Be disciplined, follow the schedule, be true to yourself, and just get after it, dude. Go, Seth. Hey, thank you for reaching out to the Man Fuse podcast. You can join the show. Shoot us a text or leave us a message at 770-744-5227. Listen to the Man Fuse podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.